1: Welcome to Sideline Sanity with me, Michelle Tafoya, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Go to LegacyPMInvestments.com, LegacyPMInvestments.com, and familiarize yourself with the folks I trust to invest in gold and silver. And then give them a call. They are a great supporter of this show. We appreciate them so much. So if you like Sideline Sanity, please support Legacy Precious Metals. LegacyPMInvestments.com. Well, we're in the wake of the midterms now, and what everyone thought was going to happen didn't really happen, but some surprising things happened. It's been a trip to watch it, really. And what kinds of factors made the difference in different places? You know, it's interesting because each candidate faced a unique challenge, and each candidate faced a unique set of voters. So I think maybe this idea of a red wave, well, uh, clearly it was premature. But you know who we're going to talk to about it? A guy who's very mature. Tyrus. He's going to join us. We're going to talk about the midterms and a bunch of other stuff. Tyrus joins us next.
0: For nearly three decades, she's reported the action from the sidelines. She started very young. She's covered the NBA, NFL, NFL,
1: Tyrus, welcome back to Sideline Sanity, even though it feels like sanity has left the party. <laughs> I don't know. You and I are talking now in the wake of the, uh, the midterms. What are you thinking?
2: Across my mind, is there a bridge builder in the, we, what we saw last night? Uh, I think uh, two things. One, no one's willing to bring anybody onto their side. Uh, and the fear and the fear mongering, it works, it works well, it works at a high level. And we saw what happened when, um, you willingly participate in the fear mongering. So they just don't trust Republicans enough to move over. And what, what causes that? Well, and you can just break it down. You don't have to be a, a political scientist to realize that, um, country loves. We love winners in America. Of uh, echoes life. Used to acknowledge. The, you saw what happened, her biggest back and she went through a whole, a whole thing about so the voter suppress. She got shellacked. It's harsh. We uh, how the election was stolen from him. Now he might feel that way, but that perception. What does that lead to? All of a sudden, that gives the January sixth stuff weight and legs because they're saying, listen, we're saying that he tried to stop the election because he didn't believe it was a legitimate election. Then you have him go out and you're saying that. So it's an easy thing to create that monster. And then you made MAGA to where MAGAs were everywhere. And, and what were they going to take away from us? Our democracy. And that message, which you would think wouldn't work, it worked, it worked well. And we saw that. And the strategy of dumping a lot of money into extreme right, Candidates paid off, and it paid off well. Um, So for Republicans, we were in, the Republican Party was in place to have a in the weight room. Nobody showed up for pre-snap meetings. Everybody went, and if you double down with election fraud and conspiracy theories, independents and moderate Democrats, they they went with their, they stayed with what they knew. So we saw a lot of incumbents not move. Um, The only, the only big lie that I saw was Florida is the result of someone who was able to build a bridge. DeSantis was able to build a bridge and go from winning by almost less than 1% to 20% because he built bridges in Florida where he he brought his state together. And we saw that Rubio was a partner in that. And we saw what happens when he wasn't so much worried about Apollo being a, a, a hardcore Republican. He was worried about just doing what he felt was right, staying with his core values, and in the, in the state of Florida responded. We saw that with Abbott. We saw that with, with Kemp. And what were all these, all three these? they never, none of these guys ever got into the election was rigged, conspiracy theft. That stuff gave so much fuel to the other side on that, and that's kind of what, what I saw last night.
1: It's interesting you said DeSantis built bridges because he did that literally and figuratively. I mean, they talked about that bridge to one of the islands that was, you know, that bridge that was destroyed was going to take months to complete. And lo and behold, I mean, they were so ready for that hurricane. They completely did a 180 on the Katrina version of events. And it, what can you say except that it was a it was someone who Demonstrated in a real way, in real time, how capable they are of problem solving. But I think what you said is so important. I mean, when you saw Miami Dade County break for DeSantis, you thought to yourself, "Okay, this is this is there's change going on there because that that wasn't happening when he first ran." Um, And it and it makes DeSantis the darling of the night. I, I think you raised so many good points. I'm sitting here in Minnesota, where abortion was made a key issue. And I have long said that the Republican side needs to get off this pro-life ban abortion language. You can be pro-life with exceptions. You can be pro-life with, you know, and say and give it a time, 20 weeks, whatever it happens to be. But don't start telling people you want to, quote, ban abortion. That, to me, scared so many voters here in Minnesota and I'm sure elsewhere. And, I, you know, someone drew this analogy for me. I want to get your take on this. They said, you know, I may never own a gun. I'm a Republican. I may never own a gun, but I'm very pro Second Amendment. And so the Democrats should never try to get into that Second Amendment territory. Should the Republicans just never try to get into that? that abortion territory and I'm going yeah we sh- I- I- well, leave leave that one alone
2: that the way that went down if you look at the with the leak with the supreme court yeah that you take that with they're going to take your abortion they're going to take your women's rights away right yeah. they're going to take your voting rights away this the january sixth thing is is there's more coming those things all fell into place and then you had the echo chamber where republicans instead of seeing this moment and this is something that that president trump didn't get in his camp in his last campaign where he wanted to fight 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 biden and he was fighting a punch drunk fighter and it didn't it, wor- it didn't work well it was a horrible campaign and and then you get in this other thing where they're still doubling down on it instead of all it took i think to get to move the needle because people really want um, police officers in their neighborhoods they want good yeah. schools they want those things but when you You send a message of taking freedoms away. Mm -hmm. People are going to draw hard lines. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to abortion, because I feel as a man, I have absolutely no say in what a woman does with her body. Mm -hmm. I can have my own personal opinions in, but I know that if I was if men were the ones having babies, I would not want someone telling me what my choices were. Mm-hmm. Hope you never have to make that choice because let's be honest, it's a horrible choice. Mm-hmm. There's no, it's not a fun thing. You see on one side where they want to ban abortions. On the other side, they're making it sound like it's something you do on the weekend mm-hmm. uh, when you can't go to the movies. So both sides of it are way too extreme. Yeah. I think, um, You can give options. I think there's a positive spin on it. I'm pro-life, but I understand it's your choice. What can I do for you? That would be like, what programs? Here's adoption. Here's this. Here's that. There's things you could do if you're cordial, but that's the problem. There's no bridge. There's no cordial. You're either on my side or you're against it. And that division bit the Republicans on the ass last night. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a bad night for Republicans. With, Like I said, with the exception of the moderates, And most of the monarchs have been knocked off. Um, So the fact that DeSantis and Abbott and Kemp in Georgia, they just took care of business and took care of their states. And here's the thing. Democrats, independents, Republicans rallied around them. Mm -hmm. And that's why they had such large victories, because people were like, you know what? I don't have to agree with everything he says, but he's putting me first.
1: Yeah. Yeah. and I'm not
2: spending any time hearing about conspiracy theories and robberies and how the, yeah. the systems rigged that stuff played right into that whole January 6th TV show yeah. <laughs> that everybody series that everyone mocked and, and we laughed at like this is ridiculous but to let's just think the we do on the Greg guffalo show we average like 2.5 to like two point two million people watch mm-hmm. night. But there is that's a fraction of the population. So that means a lot of people when they just come home and they flip on the channel in between getting off work or getting ready to whatever, and they're seeing yeah. all this negative stuff. And then the one soundbite they see for him, the pieces all fall together. And then you see they come out with, oh my God, are they gonna take a woman's right away. So the all these things fell the Democrats played it really well to where they didn't even run on issues. Yeah, they wouldn't ha- they wouldn't have the argument and they wouldn't have the argument because they didn't have to. <laughs> right, The Republicans played right into their hands to the point where and they just assumed that all American people were watching what's going on in the news. And a lot of them don't have time for it. They're just like, listen, I'm not dealing with this. I think DeSantis was the shining spot for the Republican Party, but he's also the blueprint. Of how you bring people together, and I don't know if that message is going to, you know, because we're not seeing that. We're, and then the yeah. Democrats can't don't have much to brag on, you know, because no, they don't. It was it was basically everyone stayed in their tent last night. There was a few moves here and there, yeah. but what the biggest thing we saw was that Florida came together. And if Florida can come together and get their elections done with one of the biggest populations and largest states the rest of us need to get our act together. So hopefully you'll get, and I don't care if it's a blue state or red state, but if it's a we state, good things happen. And and Florida is a we state right now.
1: I couldn't agree more. And it brings up the next big question, which we'll get to right after this break, which is, okay, now DeSantis appears to be the standard bearer of the Republican party. Trump, DeSantis, we're going to get into it right after this. Well, I don't know if the recent midterms made you feel any better about your money, about inflation, about the economy. Uh, We're hearing reports that heating oil is going to be astronomically expensive this winter. I mean, it's all really kind of depressing, isn't it? What you don't want to be depressed about is your future and your outlook for your retirement. How's your 401k doing? Maybe don't look at it right now. Remember, these are long-term plays. And one of the best long-term plays you can make to protect your wealth and your retirement is gold and silver. And for those purchases, I trust Legacy Precious Metals. These folks will talk to you on the phone and help you figure out how and how much gold can fit into your portfolio or silver. These are long-term plays. It's a safe way to protect against inflation, a safe way to hedge against a weakening dollar. Gold is the play. Remember 2008, people who invested in gold saw really nice gains and others lost their retirements. So if you haven't considered gold or if you haven't been pleased with the people who are selling you gold currently, I highly encourage you to go to Legacy Precious Metals. Give them a call. Ask all your questions. Get the questions answered. 866-528-1903. 866-528-1903. Or download their free investor's guide at LegacyPMInvestments.com. LegacyPMInvestments.com. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have
2: legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call
0: 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in...
1: All right. So, Tyrus, I would like President Trump to s- stay out of this next one. I really would. I think what we saw last night was a, 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 you know, if Ron DeSantis wasn't already a star, he is now in the Republican side. And if he can carry a county like Miami-Dade, that portends well for a White House run. He's been sort of moving toward in this direction. Now, you can adore Donald Trump. And I I've got family members who voted for Trump but don't really want him to run again because they want the chaos to go away. And what DeSantis showed in addition to winning an election was that when there was something chaotic, we're talking about a storm and we're talking about COVID and we're talking about some of the crazy wokeness down that he stood up against when there was chaos, he handled it. He handled it. And so I think this is going to be fascinating because I don't think Donald Trump is going to scare DeSantis away from running. What do you think?
2: Well, I think here's the here's the the issue is this. Um, I personally don't think DeSantis even runs. I think he's got a great thing going in Florida. I think twenty twenty four is going to be a mess, and I want to no. be. I wouldn't want to be in you know, because one, just the battle. Uh, with Trump uh, would be just, it would be, I think it would be, it would split the party because we've seen in the past when President Trump flexes 95% of the Republican Party, they fall in line. And I don't know if DeSantis wants to get into a bloodbath battle like that. I think uh, unfortunately, um, the one thing that President Trump is not doing, which surprises me because he's he has, he's always had the ability to adapt. That's one thing. Like, I, uh, him and Barack Obama have the same kind of very different, but different lightning in the bottle kind of charisma to where people are drawn to them and people listen to them. And, um, but I don't see the ability, and maybe it's just being, you know, his, his age or that mindset to where if he would have stopped at any point, With the battles over losing the election, if he would have moved on from it, if he would have showed that, yes, I concede we lost this election. Look what happened. I'm going to come back and fix it. Here's how I'm going to do it. I think you would have a very different, but what he keeps doing is he's feeding into these now they're traps. Democrats are just setting traps because they all fall in line. And then his, and then the problem is people that see Trump is like Barack Obama. They, they say, I'm going to be like Trump. I'm going to be a disruptor. There's only one President Trump. And we saw with MAGA candidates that were trying to echo him. They don't have his charisma. They don't have his right. resume. Whether you argue whether he's a billionaire or a 10 billionaire or whatever, he has for decades been the standard bearer of success of this country. People wanted to be like Donald Trump. Donald Trump had a number one on reality show, being the boss because people wanted to say, "Hey, you're fired." He captured mm-hmm. America's s- spirit to succeed, and he did it at a high level. Now he's at a point where he just sounds bitter and angry, and that—that's the and thing. that turns off the voter. And here's the.
1: Well, that, that's why I'm asking Tyrus. Let me just jump in here. If he is continuing to sound that way, which is is sounds a little borderline. And look, you you said it. The Democrats use that leverage against some Republicans who were, quote unquote, election deniers. Uh, and so if he sounds that way, I think I think it, Ron DeSantis has an opportunity to step in and say, you know what, the, let's leave the chaos behind I'm the guy for stability. And and I think it could, you know, DeSantis may have a rare ability to rise above the fray in a primary against Trump. Maybe I'm crazy, but I could see it.
2: I I just think that anyone who tried to run against Trump in the Republican Party, I don't know if the risk outweigh the rewards. I, I don't. And listen, I'm I'm ready for a bridge builder, you know. Uh, I I literally that's what the only tweet I said about this whole thing was, is there a bridge builder in the house uh, asking for a friend? Because this (laughs) this whole thing of us against them doesn't work are one. We're one country, but we are we basically have two Americas and that's one too many. And there has to be concessions and we have to start thinking about how do we fix this? Because the politicians are not going to do it, they're going to double down on what their algorithms think that work. And when they saw that, how much the MAGA candidates were getting money, they were like, "Oh, this is going to backfire on the Democrats." And I even thought that. But then come voting time, they're just they're just too extreme. And what we're but on the left, we're also seeing that the progressives are, and this is where the next two years. We you you'll hear the talk of another red wave because it's more advantageous for Republicans and it's better this that whatever, but there, fun like it was a bad night for police officers last night. It was it was a yeah. bad night for our, it was a bad night for our neighborhoods because. They weren't willing to even debate the issues because they're considering them, and this is my opinion, acceptable losses. You got to break a few eggs to make to move to green to to move to a more social socialism and stuff like that, to where you have a social worker comes to your house instead of a police officer, and you know no cash bail. And yeah, we've had a few incidences, but overall it's going fine. And they weren't willing to debate it, which means they weren't willing. But they didn't see anything wrong with it. And so they're not going to change. Yeah. The, Joe Biden is going kind to of gloat. I'm sure whatever his speech is today, they should make sure the teleprompter is real big because he had no gaffes. He had no issues when he was talking about MAGA was going to take away democracy. So I'm sure he's going to take this as a victory lap, uh, depending how everything falls down. But either way, it looks like most likely the good news it, it, here's the good news for Republicans. The spending will stop pretty sure they're going to get the house so therefore we can rein in some of that ridiculous spending which should help us a little bit with wall street because then they'll see there's checks and balances so they don't freak out as much Mm -hmm. so that's that's the good news the senate the senate's going to be knots anyways because whether it's 51 50 uh you know with it's still going to be those outside are going to be able to be like, hey, I don't know if I want to vote on this. So then everyone's going to kiss this guy's button, you know. Then oh, I don't know if I'm going to vote on this. And then you know, what I'm saying so. It's it's not going to be an open and shut. So we're going to see a lot of stalemates. So which makes me think that inflation, gas prices, uh, or oil issues are going to continue. But the only thing is, like, we might yeah. be able to put a stop to sending 400 billion dollars to other countries and stuff when uh, we can't even get uh, our stuff going here in America right now. So,
1: yeah. And that's a touchy issue, too. I think you're referring to Ukraine. And yet we we absolutely have to demonstrate that we're willing to stop tyrants. And, you know, it, it, with with Kim Jong Il watching Kim Jong Yeah. And then uh, and then Xi, Xi Jinping in China watching what's going on. If I'm concerned that if we let, let off the brakes on Putin, uh, what kind of signal does that send to these other? Tyrants? Again, and
2: this is just somebody who watches a lot more news than he probably should. Uh,
1: you and me both. But yeah.
2: I think we've already lost that fight. I think we're seeing uh, China has had a really good last two years. Uh, Russia is emboldened; they're pretty much doing what they wanted doing. The mm-hmm. sanctions didn't work. Uh, it actually is bringing the world closer to where China might end up in, in being the, the world dollar once that happens. So we're such a mess at home that no one is worried about us abroad. No, North Korea will fire rockets all day going, what are you going to do about it? They know you're not going to do anything about it. Our, our president is, is, unfortunately, he comes across soft and that's not has nothing to do with being a Democrat or Republican. That has to do with sounding like an old man, the gaffes, the stuttering, the wandering, uh, not knowing where he's at, things like that. Leaders see that, and they realize that they are working so hard just to get him in front of the camera once every two weeks in America. What's he going to do over here? Saudi Arabia said, no, we're not, yeah. we're not doing nothing for you. These things would never happen before when America said something else would pay attention, especially when we had wow. during the last administration Trump made it clear that he was America first, and so therefore they were aware now they 're saying, well you know what this guy's progressive they're more socialist they're they're soft they're not going to do things they don 't want to do this and that, so you know there's this this whole thing where it just basically we are so we're fighting amongst ourselves to the point where the rest of the world is seeing it and they're acting accordingly because we're not a unified country right now. We saw that last night um, and don't think that they don't see that. Don't think that doesn't embolden a China or North.
1: Oh, yeah, it abs- They're watching very closely. There's no question, Tyrus. And so, again, I think this brings us back to, you know, we got to hang on tight for the next two years and try to keep things on the rails. But you asked it, is there a brig- bridge builder in the house? And it seems to me you've identified that DeSantis is one of those. Uh, What do you think is the best way to approach 2024? Because I don't think you can throw your hands up and say, oh, well, let's just let Trump go at it. it, He could very easily get beat.
2: Well, he did. And that. Yeah. And he could again. That needs to be acknowledged. And he got beat again last night. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and. But it, it just goes back to show that the, the the glitz and glam is gone. And when you get down to it, Americans can't Americans cannot stand a sore loser. We it just is in our very nature. When you get hit in the mouth,
1: yeah. the
2: American way is to check your lip, see how many teeth you have left up, pick up your mouthpiece and stand up. And that's is what Americans get behind. That's what Americans have to do ourselves every week. You lose your job, you don't get to walk around and complain about the guy who got you fired. You got to go get your behind and get a new job and cover yourself to keep your electric bills on. We endure, we take shots, and we keep moving. What we're seeing from the Republican leadership on Trump's side and the this isn't fair. I don't. This isn't right to me. Everyone's out to get me. Nobody. To get behind yeah. that. That's not going to bring somebody over. They're like, listen, my neighborhood's crimes up, inflation's up, but I'm not, I don't trust that guy. Yeah. And that's the problem. No, no. And across the board, again, DeSantis, Kemp in uh, Atlanta, Abbott. Those were the three that I think had the best nights. Any three of those. Could run for president and i think they can give a good run i think they can give them, uh president trump a good run for his money it's just how much of it are they willing to endure because when you when you're going when you're battling uh president trump it is it is going to be a bloodbath because when he fights the gloves are off there are no rules
1: yeah. yeah, I just don't know that he'll have the same kind of cheering section uh, that he will yeah. have, because, again, as I've said, there are people who loved what he did in office. But as you just articulated, the, the nonsense is what people are tired of. People are tired <laughs> and
2: deeds.
1: they're tired of that nonsense. Yeah, we
2: don't, What's that? Said, all we want is deeds. We don't want three. Yeah. We don't want conspiracy theories. We don't want to hear about right. what happened uh, on either side. We just want results. And
1: so. So if Trump doesn't have the same cheering section, and as you know, as a, as a, an athlete, when you get momentum, momentum is a big thing. And right now, this, the wave of momentum that DeSantis could ride is gigantic. And I, I just think he has a, a unique ability to perhaps turn Trump against himself. I, maybe the I'm nuts, but I see it. I can envision it.
2: And just could get independence in moderate Democrats. You bring up the athlete. You
1: mm-hmm.
2: also was the first real chink, um, in president Trump's armor because, uh, you know, the, the boldness, the party, Ameri-Largo, the bragging, uh, Dr. Oz and, and all these, his guys, and they all were soundly beat. I mean, uh, I think, and you lost to a man who had a stroke, uh, and you'll yeah. they, they'll have the argument where they'll have, well, there was a million votes in before um, they had the debate. But again, you he couldn't say anything convincing enough to make anyone on the blue side or leaning blue say, you know what, I'm going to give Dr. Oz a shot. Yeah. Nope, I'm yeah. going to go with at least I know buys on my vote, and that says that's that's the problem in a nutshell. That's the Republicans, uh, we thought, I thought they had a good plan, but it was always coming from those same core guys. It's Abbott who was moving people around on the border. You know, it was Kemp that was opening up Atlanta early. It was DeSantis that was getting attacked, and he said, I don't care, I'm getting my... He, was, he stood up in the Disney's face, and he, he, put hand, he put Disney in their place. You know, and he got Floridians back to work, and he got them back to school. He's not falling for any of the woke stuff. Well...
1: I I'm going to I'm going to stand my ground and say, please, President Trump, why don't you rethink this? If you really do love this country, think about its future and what it needs.
2: Like I said, I, I'm all for it. I'm just for solutions and build bridges. Uh, and I'm going to do my part uh, as far as um, Billy, especially with comedy. you got to find common ground. you got to make fun of everything and forget, you know, what somebody's what somebody it is because it's really in the in the scheme in the big scheme of things that's the least that's the least interesting part about you is who you vote for like so we'll start to get to know each other again I think I think last night I think the adults in the room need to go okay enough's over you go to that corner <laughs> you go to that corner and let's figure this out because it's it's only we're only hurting our we're hurting each other we're not hurting anybody else and so uh, we need to just take this I'm calling, take this ass whipping because that's what it was <laughs> last night and how do i start connecting with independence and how do i start people that are maybe not dark blue but light blue want to hear what i have to say and some of that is you got to give concessions uh you have to find common ground and you have to not be so full of yourself so it's an easy recipe but to see if it can be done
1: We hope so. We love getting your take on all this stuff, Tyrus. Uh, Travel safe. Thanks for being on Sideline Sanity. Always great to see you. Our thanks again to the wonderful Tyrus. I just love that guy. Hey, everybody, be brave. (laughs) Do good. And thanks for listening to Sideline Sanity. Happy to talk once again with Charles Thorngren, the CEO of Legacy Precious Metals. You know, I think it still is confusing to people, uh, some people, uh, as to why a precious metals investment would be a worthwhile one, particularly at this time when they're thinking, I'm doing all I can to put gas in the car. Mm-hmm. Why is now a particularly good time? A- a- and we'll go from there to how small of an investment is worthwhile for someone.
3: You know, a great question, and I think the the importance of why really comes into the fact that we have to save for ourselves. Whether it's a little here, a little there, whether it's making it a plan and putting out so much of paycheck, whether it's making sure we fund our retirement account, we have to realize we are responsible for ourselves in the long run.
1: <laughs> you mean that no one else is going to ride up and save us, you know, on some white steed?
3: It ain't going to happen. it ain't going to happen you know and anyone who's promising to do that is getting ready to take advantage of you in some form or fashion
1: yeah and so so if if i'm an investor a potential investor and i'm looking at legacy precious metals and i'm saying to myself yeah I, i this sounds smart i don't have a lot to spend what would you tell that person i would say
3: do what you can if you never start you never get there So the most important step you can take is saying, I'm going to take care of myself and my family. I'm going to make it a plan. I'm going to take action. I'm going to start in the way that's comfortable for me. That's the important thing. The first step is always the hardest. But once you take that first step, the second step is easier. And then you're moving. And then once you're in motion, it's hard to stop you. So that first step, most important step.
1: I always tell people they can call and talk to an IRA expert or, or check out the, the guide that they can download for free, the investor's guide, What what is the number one question that you get from people who are first-time investors? The biggest question
3: I get, is this right for me? That is the question.
1: And that comes from everyone. So so everyone's asking the same, is this right for me? And yet we're all so unique. And, and yet it, it is a sound investment for just about any portfolio, isn't it?
3: It is even though we're all unique, that uniqueness is going to tailor the way we begin the investment. Okay, but we're all in the same situation. That's the one thing I think we seem to forget in today's society. Whether you agree with somebody or not, we're in this together. America is in this transition that we're in right now. We're dealing with the same issues. Some people like them, some don't. But we're all in it together. Right. So the need is the same. How we. Prepare and how we invest is what changes from person to person, but we all have that same need.
1: It's a great point, and again, I encourage people to 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 just make the call, pick up the phone. That step is always the hardest. I'm not sure why that is. In any kind of effort that you make in life, whether it's weight loss or exercise or investing, some way to better your life, it always seems like that first hurdle is is the challenge. Uh, but when they call. Who, who are they going to talk to? Who, what, what's going to be on the other end of the line for them?
3: Great question. You're going to speak to one of our customer representatives, and their job is not to sell you metals, right? We have a much different approach. We're going to answer all your questions. We're going to show you what options you have. And on the rare occasion, this isn't right for you. We're going to say, this probably isn't right for you. Um, we have a gold company here, but you know I, I say it all the time. What we actually deal in is customer service. We want each and every individual that calls to get the answers they need to be able to make the decision that's right for them. And we want to do that in a way that's not pushy, that's not salesy. And that's what makes my team so special. We care about each and every caller. And we're going to show you what options you have, and then you get to make an informed decision. So don't be afraid of the phone call. It's the best thing you can do.
1: And this is why I am so honored and I feel privileged to be sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. They're the ones that I'm going to deal with. And I encourage you to pick up the phone, give them a call even easier. Go check out their their guide. It's a free investor's guide at LegacyPMInvestments.com, LegacyPMInvestments.com. But as you said, Charles, pick up the phone. You're going to talk to someone who can answer your specific questions and get get the ball rolling, get, get started, do something that is a long-term play for your family's benefit. Charles, it's always great to talk to you. Thank you so much.
3: Oh, it's my pleasure. It's always great to be here.